What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we'll reveal this week's TSK Show NFL Power Rankings, and then Tyler and I will discuss our biggest surprise and letdown from Week 3. We'll also make our picks of the week for Week 4 and react to some of the headlines from across the NBA as teams started to have their media days this week. All this and more on Episode 213 of the TSK Show, coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 213 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? Good, man. Just uh, fighting a food coma over here. <laughs> yes. Eat, your boy's eating good. Yes. You uh, went and... Uh, Shout out Chin Chins yes. on Ventura. Yes. You went and uh, visited some uh, some uh, TSK show Fantasy Football League members. Yeah. Or uh, you went with some yep. and saw some yep. at Chin Chin. Uh, so... Um, yeah, I'm doing good. You're but feeling yeah. great right now. You're I, had living... all, I had all the Mongolian beef and and kung pao chicken a guy could ever ask for. <laughs> you are living on cloud nine right now. Well, I also I want to know: Are you living on cloud nine uh, as well in the in in the fantasy football world, or no? No, not at all. Oh no, it's been a rough stretch overall uh, in sports in general for your boy. <laughs> You got tough. the Mariners maybe having a chance. The Mariners are all I got, and that's that's, <laughs> that's saying a lot. That sums it up. That's all you got to say. <laughs> um, no, I mean I went. I I somehow went from the highest score of the week. I think I dropped like one ninety six, one ninety five exactly. One not not exactly, but one, it was one ninety five on one, me. One ninety five the week before, and then this week I threw up one hundred and one points. It was a bizarre. I had three guys. Oh. I had three guys scoring double digits, and mind you, we have. I mean, how many guys do we start? I think we start fourteen people, <laughs> and like, that's like our roster size. Let me count. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I was off by one. So I had three guys going double digits. Nobody went over twenty. It was just brutal all, all all the way around. I'm at one and two. I'm all over the place. I think I scored like 140, 195, and 101. So uh, the squad looks really good. I remain confident with the roster, but uh, the scoring has definitely been sporadic. Yeah. 
It's it's been a tough go of it for me as well in the TSK show fantasy football league. I'm and three. Uh even after the trade, I I No, the trade, I mean I made the trade, I got I got crushed. Well, I made the mistake in not starting Zach Moss after trading for him week one, but I, I kinda wanted to give Sonny Michelle a chance. And obviously I have Miles Sanders. He was my first overall pick in the draft, so I kinda have to roll with him, but Philly completely abandoned the run game on Monday night because of what the game was dictating. Yep. Um, so it was it was a tough go of it for me. And I mean, the the guy I'm who did I I, I was facing Nico, I think. Or no, Blake. No, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I was facing Blake. Yep. Um I had Blake in the first half. He he sent that uh gif in the in the group chat uh when I congratulated him on the win. Uh, I, I had him in the first half, but he was able to come through Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Tyler Higby came up huge for him. Um, Cooper Cup's been great for me these past two weeks, but I still haven't managed to find a win. Um, so it's it's been a tough go of it. My only win this week was in the Valley Village Invitational, and I said at the, at the beginning of the season that I think was my best drafted team in general, so I'm 2-1 and one in that league. Um, I was facing a guy that had CeeDee Lamb, going on Monday night uh, and he needed to have like 20 or something points uh, for him to end up winning. But uh, thankfully CD had a quiet night on Monday night. Um, so yeah, it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm and three, and three and two and one. I mean, I'm and three and one and two. So I've won one game and that one game I went off for almost 200 points. So it's, <laughs> it might it's... be the highest score of the year. Pretty pretty weird season so far, but it's early. Bye weeks are coming. It's gonna it's gonna get more competitive. Yeah, and I mean, Blake had all the Packers going for him, so it, it turned out to be a good night for him. It was it was essentially the Rams versus the the Packers when when me and Blake were going up against each other this week, and uh, he somehow managed to find a way to to get the job done. Yeah, which makes it seem like he should have had the dub. I know, right? I mean the the Rams dominated and and the Packers were in a nail biter. It's it's just such a crapshoot any week, you know. It, it doesn't matter how good your team looks, you just never know. I mean, I just threw up so many single digit performances from guys that are, you know don't do that too often. Yeah, so. I mean, you you got studs on your team. Yeah, and so it really is just so unpredictable. Nobody really knows. It's it's a crapshoot. Yeah. So, I mean, you're what? You're one and two in the TSK show league. I'm zero and three in the TSK show league. Not not going well. I'm not giving up quite yet, but depending on how these next two weeks go, half, my season might be over already. Half the leagues like in limbo. I mean, we've got we've got three undefeated teams and four zero win teams. Is that right? You know, so four zero and three teams, three three and zero teams, and then everybody else is one. One and two or two and one. Yeah, so Corey, Brett, and Sean, Sean are undefeated at three and oh. Nico, Blake, Steven, and Derek are two and one. You and Jordan are one and two. Me, Alex, Kieran, and Eric are Eric Walsingham are yeah. all th- all zero oh and three. Yeah, it's a tight race. Everybody everybody's gonna move up and down the ladder with just one win. Yeah, so Hopefully, hopefully things go my way this week because uh, I need a win badly. Yeah, no, I don't want. No, I mean you always want to get that first dub up there. You need to get the five hundred. I need to get my first dub of the season. There's work to be done. Hopefully, it happens this week. 
Now, we, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We got our, our biggest letdown and surprise of week three. Tyler's going to update the power rankings for the TSK show, NFL power rankings, and then we will make our picks of the week for week four. But before we do all of that, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom show is sponsored by Jay Diamond Estates. For all of your real estate needs, whether you are buying, selling, or looking to rent here in the Los Angeles area, contact Jacob Diamond at 818-451-8539, or you can check out his website, jdiamondestates.com, DRE number 02068311. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here, so I won't get fired. All right, Tyler, you had to stop yourself before we started recording the episode tonight because you were telling me how difficult it was to put together this week's TSK show NFL Power Rankings. Yeah, because it, it, it was tough. It was really tough. Just uh, because, you know, there's some teams that are better than teams with better records than them. You know, it's so early still. I'm going to start off by saying I didn't put the Raiders or the Panthers in the top 10. Okay. Just, and this was like the difficult part. This is why I said, I mean, it could have been easily 12 teams. Yeah. I mean, those are two, three and O teams, two, three and O teams, but I just, there, there's no way that I can take those football teams today, even at three and O with all the momentum in the world and say they're better football teams. And, and some of the, and so, and I mean, the Raiders have beat, a team on this list you know so i it seems kind of weird because you know you want to say like well if i beat you then i'm ahead of you in the power rankings but i kind of put into consideration the time of the year and i know people are going to get better and i'm always trying to see, my power rankings are always kind of focused on like who's the when what order are these super bowl contenders like who's who's got the best teams right now um so i'm going to start off with the New Orleans Saints at two and one. Um, Interesting. This is a team that uh, we we we're very we're very uh, familiar with. You know, we know, but it's kind of a new regime without Drew Brees. At two and one uh, with with Sean Payton and with you know Jameis has had one bad game, one great game. Uh, there's probably going to be a lot of that throughout the season. That's what you get with Jameis Winston. That's what you get. I think that when Michael Thomas comes back, that's going to be nice. That'll be a nice addition. They're definitely missing him. The whole entire, I mean, Kamara has been completely uh, on lock. I mean, everybody, everybody's only gunning for Kamara right now. So uh, he definitely needs the compliment. Uh, but really, I mean, I got to keep him in the top 10 purely because of Sean Payton and, and that offense and his coaching ability. Uh, even though they don't have the same big names that they have on that offense, it's still the same scheme downtown. Sean Payton is is kind of the Aaron Rodgers. I've I've liked this this comparison that we threw out with the pettiness. Oh yeah, and kind of the fu type of person. Yep, yep. You know, I really think that 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 he brings that. And and 
you know, I'll throw the Raiders as far as like that's what the Raiders got going for them is coaching. They're just an extremely well coached team. But uh, I'm gonna start out with the Saints at number nine. I got a more conventional pick. I got the Chargers. Okay. Okay. Two and one. Uh, got the got the massive, massive win against the Chiefs. Uh, big time, big time for for the Herbert legend. You know, it, to be able to. We talked about that game and talked about how they're the measuring stick. You know, like this is a great opportunity for them to go out there and play a football team that they know is good, uh, and they they exposed the Chiefs' weakness. and And Herbert played. You know, Herbert led his team to win. Uh, and I, I I I'm waiting for this defense to pop off. I love Jer- Derwin James and and his playmaking ability. So uh, once that defense, I think, gets more consistent, they're going to be really good. Too many weapons. Mike Williams is almost emerges the number one receiver there. Yeah, essentially. Uh, which which is because you know Keenan Allen is the number one, and they're and they're he commands so much attention. So that's a great. I mean, that's just such a good complement of guys. Those are two huge, big time like outside receivers. Uh, coming at number eight, I got the Cardinals at three and zero with their high powered offense. I re- I really like where this team's going. Like I said last week, I've just it's just been waiting on the wins. You know, like I've kind of just. I've liked the Cardinals and and the way they built their team and and what they're doing down there. They just had to prove it to you. Yeah, yeah, they just got to get dubs. They're in the toughest division in the NFL. Last year, I think that they were there, but the division was just so good they happened to miss out on the playoffs. But this team right here doesn't look like they're going to miss out on the playoffs, and this looks like one of the best offense in the NFL. Uh, coming in at number seven, I've got the the Baltimore Ravens at, at two and one. The Baltimore Ravens essentially are a overtime blunder away <laughs> from three and zero. Yeah, you know they were this. Then the Raiders almost gave it to them. Uh, and you know, the Raiders are almost two overtime blunders away from being one and two. So and so that kind of went into you know my my consideration. How they did win the game, they got the dub. But looking at Baltimore's football team and moving forward, they they look like. They look like they're going to be in the mix, and especially because the next team coming up, my number six team, seems to be down a little bit, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoa! I'm keeping Whoa. them. Whoa! Out even out of the top five. I I I had to drop them out of the top five. Wow! It the, and this was one of the you know obviously one of the toughest teams to judge. They just lost to the Chargers, so like I got them from the Chargers still, um, but. I think the I think the secret might be out on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs might be in in real trouble, and I think that the the formula for the Chiefs is do not let Tyreek Hill get over the top, and that's what the that's what the Buccaneers did in the Super Bowl, um, and that's what uh, who who was the Chiefs' first loss to? Oh, um... but anyways, I think that people while you look that up, people are starting to expose the fact that like. We're we're gonna we're gonna force you to go dink and dunk. We're gonna force you to be patient. We're gonna force you to throw underneath. We're not gonna give up the big play. Um, and it's I mean they're one and two. That's 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 uh, you know we've we've compared the Chiefs to the to the Nets. They lost to the Ravens. The Ravens and the Chargers. Yes. 
They beat the Browns week one. They lost to the Ravens yeah. week two. Yeah, wh- lost okay. to the Chargers week three. They're on a two game losing streak. And and it's a really tough schedule. I mean, that's a that is a that's a tough one right there. I've got them right in the middle of the teams that they've won and lost against. Um, okay, I can't. Uh, then I guess that's fair. I can't really, I can't really put them any lower. You know, I saw, I think I saw ESPN had them at ten. That's just not, that's just not true. You know what I mean? They're not the tenth best team in the NFL. There's no way you could. I don't. I just don't feel like you can spin that in a truthful way. Have they? Have they played a tough? They played a tough three teams, and have they come away with a bunch of dubs? No. But are they going to be there in the end? I still think that the Chiefs are the 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 measuring stick in the AFC. Um, but well, just just for reference, but one and two, you know, they're obviously off to a slippery start, and if they don't fix it soon, you can get in trouble real fast in this league. And just for reference, you didn't have the Chargers ranked last week. You have them at nine this week, and the Chiefs were at number two last week, and now they're all the way down to number six. So, so I felt like that was a fair. Yeah, that's a fair. No, bump. I think that's pretty. I think that's very fair. The Ravens, you know, they beat them, and I got the Chiefs right in front of them. And, and just because, you know, I still feel like the Chiefs are a better football team than the Ravens, even though the Ravens won that one game. Well, and the Ravens' run game is solely based on Lamar Jackson right now. And th- and then, you know, that is definitely an issue with, with Baltimore. Their fr- I mean, they've been decimated with injury yeah. at that position. So hopefully they, they find the answer. But Lamar's going to be throwing up some crazy uh, – some crazy. I think he's top five in the NFL in rushing right now. Um, so that I mean that would be amazing to see a quarterback get up there at the top five finisher. Uh, coming in now, we'll we'll move into the top five, which was again like this back five. I think could compete with this front five. There's like all ten of these teams are really good, and I think they're they're really competitive th- across the board, especially the way the matchups that they played each other so far this this year, which there was a ton of matchups, so I couldn't do the whole college football. <laughs> you beat them, so you're ahead of them, but they lost to them, so they they drop here. I couldn't do it. There's too many combinations, so I went with my gut. Number five, I got the Green Bay Packers. Okay, all that bullshit is gone. I think that they've <laughs> they've they've settled that. Did Rogers go on the McAfee show every Tuesday? Every Tuesday, I, and. Uh, and what what do you have to say? How's I he mean, feeling? he he laughed at all the conspiracy theorists in their face, basically. Like, the, he didn't care. Exactly. You know, it, it was a joke. He's been with that franchise forever. I mean, you know, he, this guy loves the game. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any funny business. And, and he he also loves Mason Crosby because they've been teammates forever. And, and he's showing you what's up now. You know, he is the magician. He's the magic man. He's the guy in the NFL that you want to have the ball at the end of the game. Yeah. So if if he's on your team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the pack at number five. Even though they had that first that that first week kind of blunder, they're still I think one of the, the elite teams now that they've had back to back great performances. And then we're gonna go number four, my Cleveland Browns, baby. <laughs> um they haven't had necessarily the toughest schedule and their one losses against the against the Chiefs in week one. Um, but they they to me have they got a healthy, you know, they have got a healthy roster outside of the wide receiver position. They're running the ball, they're controlling the clock, and the defense is playing phenomenal phenomenally. Um, there's there's that Jarvis and Odell injury just doesn't affect them that much. And in fact, it may be it may be opening up opportunities for different guys and showing what Baker can do 
with different routes, different system, you know, or a different philosophy as far as the game plan goes. Uh, he's throwing. He, we we talked about his stats last week. He's throwing less, but more efficiently and deeper down the field. So I think the Browns are going to be all right, and they are my second highest ranked AFC team to the number three Buffalo Bills. So Buffalo Bills coming in, Bills Mafia, number one AFC team this week, which was tough. It was tough for me to pick an AFC team. I, I had to say no to the Chiefs. They can't be number one. They don't <laughs> deserve it this week. Um, and it was really between the Bills and the Browns. What football team do I like more? Do I do I really like the Browns? Yes. And this this should show you how much I think the Bills are a scary football team. Yeah. Um, because I love the Browns. And any excuse I can get to put the Browns up there, I'm going to take while I can do it. Um, but Bills with the, that dual running back threat, Josh Allen's coming into it. Was that your MVP pick? Yes. Josh Allen's looking like that pick could be right. Uh, the the weather's going to get nastier through the year. The the Bills Mafia is loud and in the stadium, so they're they're not to be trifled with. And I think that right now, if they played the Chiefs, they'd handle them. Interesting. I I think that the Chiefs are you know they're a little exposed. There might be a formula being formed around the league, a blueprint around the league, and the Bills are just red hot. They're that team. Um, they're gonna. They're going to be a, a, a problem all the way through. This may be the best Bills team I've ever seen. Quite possibly. You know, I, I, I know that the Bills had a really long stretch there in my life where they didn't, they weren't competitive, but this is a really fun team to watch. And Josh Allen is just he's fun to stud. watch. He's just fun to watch. He's, he's a, you can't hate on the guy. He's a great football player. Now we got the good stuff right here. Yes. I tried to figure out a way that I could like start saying number two and you think you thought I was going to go Rams, you know, and then like kind of tease <laughs> you with it, but I'm going with the bucks at number yes. two. Oh, so that means the Rams are number one. I'm going with for first time in TSK show history, mark the calendar. I got the Los Angeles Rams as the best football team. I wish you would have prepared me. I would have, I would have got like horns or something ready. And I don't even I don't even think it's close. I don't even think that the Buccaneers and the Chiefs get to have this this ideal that I've been talking about where like they got the roster, they're the Lakers, they're the Nets, they're the ones, they're the measuring sticks. Like no We got a new sheriff in town. I think we got a new sheriff in town because of the just I mean, the way their offense looks, what I know that what I know their defense can do, McVeigh and Stafford are a match made in heaven. You know, and they they beat they beat Brady. Now it was it it was in it was in your home, but you you still handled the goat in his first game in L.A. ever. Yeah. This was the best team in football. You know, no excuses. Everyone had these guys as either one or two. Uh, handling handled them. Well, and you said you said the Chiefs are the measuring stick in the AFC. The Buccaneers are the yeah. measuring stick in the NFC. Which and so what a weekend for Los Angeles football. Oh my! It was crazy. I mean, what a weekend for Los Angeles football! They went in and they handled our two measuring sticks, uh, the the Chiefs and the Bucks. Bucks, real quick, you're going to be all right. I think that they lost to the hottest team in the NFL. That's their only loss this year. Yeah, the Buccaneers are still. Someone gonna, had to lose that yeah, game. Yeah, the Buccaneers are still going to win 12 games. I still think that they're a Super Bowl contender. There's no panicking with the Bucks at all. I they mean, just they, signed Richard Sherman. They just. They just signed Richard Sherman, which I'm stoked about. <laughs> they've they, they've suffered injuries in that they've such a suffered injuries on the back end two weeks in a row. So that's that's great. I, you know, I don't know how much he's going to be able to contribute as far as like lockdown, but 
he's going to be a great he's going to be a great presence in the locker room and he's a really smart player yeah so he's going to be able to put himself in position to you know at least be okay you know he may not physically be able to run with these guys but he's going to put himself in a position to make a play and help these younger guys along where now these younger guys these backups are being asked to start so i think he'll help that that whole process too but damn the rams they looked really good, man. The, the, the Rams and the Cardinals look unreal on offense. And I think, you know, I'm obviously, you know, disappointed, gonna... disappointed with what the Seahawks are doing right now. But between the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks offense, because, I mean, the Seahawks offense has been great. Yeah, that's not the issue up in Seattle right not now. That, man, there's some, there is just some fucking firepower in the NFC West right now. It's It's really fun to watch, especially the Rams. Even, you know, I love the Cardinals, but man, the Rams with McVay and Stafford, it's just, it's like, it's just perfect. I mean, he got the guy that he needed just like, you know, all, all these system coaches getting the perfect player. I mean, you know, Steve, uh, Steve Kerr with, with Stephen Clay, you know, Popovich and Duncan Kwai. It's like that Jackson with Michael and Kobe, they, they got, they got the guy and I'm so happy for Stafford. It's, this is the easiest it's been for me to like the Rams because I love <laughs> Stafford. I've loved, I've loved Stafford from the jump. It, it, well, and he's, he's got such a bad end, like a raw end of the stick anyway, throughout well, his career. So I've done a lot of backing up on him because that was always the thing. They were going to bash him for his wins and his losses, which was unfair from the jump. It had nothing to do with his abilities you can't always play comeback. You know, it's just, it just doesn't happen. He had no support there. They were so bad. Calvin Johnson retired. You know, it's, he, he was living in Detroit. Sidebar, did you see what happened with Calvin Johnson at uh, the Lions game at halftime over the weekend? Where no. they, so they retired his number uh, over the weekend, apparently. And it's his, it was like his first appearance back in Detroit because there is very bad blood between him and the organization because the organization yeah. owes him money. Um, he like barely spoke like at the retirement ceremony, his number retirement ceremony. And then literally the entire time the owner was talking, Sheila Ford, the the owner's wife, because the owner the the owner had passed away. Uh his wife is now running the team. I, I forget his name. Uh, but Sheila Ford is now the running the team. But they were the fans were just booing her the entire time. I mean, if you're the franchise that the, the forced barry sanders to walk away after 10 years and forced calvin johnson to walk away after nine in their prime physically gifted you know physically gifted players arguably i mean there is a a great argument that they are the two best players at their position ever ever i mean yes there's walter payton yes there's jerry rice but fuck it's not a big spread it's, no. it's close you know um but not to get Sorry, we're trying Not to go to on that sidebar. That's that's Stafford, though. I mean, I I defended him for years uh, because I just thought he was uber talented. And when it comes to throwing the football, man, I'm an I'm a geek. Like, there's guys that just throw the football, and I think it's pretty. And I think it's similar to basketball, like shooters and watching. Like when you watch Steph Curry shoot a basketball, it looks good. Yeah, it it, it looks good. What I don't know. You know, obviously, there's some mechanical things and fluidity that that's why it looks good. But for the most part, you can't really explain why it just does. And that's Matt Stafford's arm. It's it's just it's pretty. It's effortless. 
I was saying like his arm strength is like Zion's jumping ability. It's just effortless. <laughs> That's a good comparison. It's effortless. Uh, I mean, so uh, I'm I'm stoked for Stafford. So I can be happy for the Rams at the same time. And I mean, I'm I'm out here in LA. So this has been the easiest Rams team for me to like. Uh, Probably it, the easiest Chargers team for you to like too. But you've always been I rooting kinda, for the Chargers because they're an underdog. And I you, like you love that. I like the Chargers. Yep, I, I, and I love Philip Rivers. Uh, yeah. So um, Chargers, Junior Seau was a big guy when we were really young. So Chargers are all right, but Rams have been. T- it's it hasn't always been a, a a love relationship with those guys. But there's a new sheriff in town. There's a new sheriff in town. So we'll run it back from number one. With the the Los Angeles Rams coming I love in hearing number you, one, I love hearing you say that. And we got Tampa, Buffalo, Cleveland, and then Green Bay, and then we're going Kansas City, Baltimore, Arizona, Los Angeles Chargers, and the New Orleans Saints. Shout out to the Panthers. Shout out to the Raiders. It's a great start, but I, I just, Broncos are also undefeated. I don't Bron. God, <laughs> they're them too. I mean, shout shout out those guys. I mean, you you're you're off to a great start, but. I just don't believe that they're top 10 football teams. All right. There you have it. That is uh, the TSK show NFL power rankings for this week. Uh, Before we move on to to talk about week four and making our picks of the week for week four, Tyler, let's uh, let's talk about our biggest surprise and our biggest letdown from week three. Yeah. I'll start with my biggest surprise from week three because we've already kind of talked about it a little bit there. There are two teams in, your TSK show power rankings. They played each other last week. Uh, my biggest surprise is the Chargers upsetting the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Uh, Patrick Mahomes told a heckler at a celebrity golf tournament in Lake Tahoe a couple of months ago. Basically, I'll believe it when I see it when it comes to Justin Herbert and uh, basically it being Justin's time in the league. And uh, Justin Herbert made Patrick believe it because uh, he got the W 30 to 26. And Justin Herbert threw 26 passes. He, he completed 26 passes, uh, 38 attempts, 281 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. He put on an absolute clinic. Steve Young said he is the next best young quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes. So that's pretty high praise from, from an all-time great in Steve Young. Um, but I guess realistically, I'm more surprised in both the Chargers winning and then the way Kansas City lost yeah. all all in one. I was going to say like the I was going to say the two LA games, the the Rams in Tampa Bay. Although that one's not as big of a surprise because the Rams are are a good team. Yeah, and at home, like Chargers going to Arrowhead and getting a win, maybe give them the slight. But those kind of are clumped as a, a surprise and a letdown. Yeah. You know, like if you're Tampa Bay and Kansas City, you're not supposed to be losing any games. Right, right, right. Um, Chargers, it's it's a big surprise. Herbert, you know, or I think Herbert falls under that category that I was talking about Stafford when it comes to arm talent and just like. Well, they have very similar builds, too. It's just like, well, they, yeah, I mean, Herbert, Herbert's, you know. Herbert might be he, bigger than yeah, him. Yeah, he's huge. I think he's 6'6". Six, six. I think Stafford's like, what, like 6'3"? Yeah, I think Stafford's more built like a football player and, and Herbert's more of like a lanky guy. But regardless, I mean, the arm talent as far as just what I was talking about, when he throws the ball, it looks good. I mean, he just throws a good-looking ball and, his, and his, his motion is pretty. I mean, he's got the flick of the wrist. He's got the Steph Curry kind of, uh, kind of you know, 
attractiveness and his throw for sure. And so I would definitely put, they were definitely as my surprise. And then, but I got to go with the Bengals beating the Steelers. Well, real quick, but before we, before we move on, I just wanted to talk about the Chiefs for a second because I think you, you mentioned how you think that the Chiefs are, might be, might have been figured out by the league kind of. I don't necessarily think they've been figured out just because I still think they can overpower you with how explosive they can be on offense. And there's really only so many times you can stop that offense. But I think they, they've they kind of reached the point where they think they can go on autopilot and shut it on and shut it off no, and, and just kind of flip the switch. I mean, you saw you saw the Mahomes interception where he no-looks it. Yeah. That's a, that's absolutely evidence of what you're saying where you're getting comfy. I'm, I'm making quarter of a billion dollars half a billion dollars or whatever i've been i'm a, i'm already a super bowl champ i've been I'm, to back to back i'm the super best Bowls. football player ever already there some of that can definitely be going on and, and this is a what have you done for me lately league so you get a couple of those and all of a sudden your legacy is completely different yeah so i mean yeah for me that that was my biggest you surprise can go from being peyton to eli real quick <laughs> Hey, Eli's got two rings over the, over the Patriots, and he's no, the only that, one that can say that. No, but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like Mahomes already got the ring. You know, oh yeah, he got the MVP. But it can go different ways from there. Oh, definitely. I mean, that could that could be the only time we ever see him in a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, these look two at, times. Look at Flacco. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the Chargers upsetting the Chiefs. Uh, both the Chargers winning and the Chiefs losing was my biggest surprise. Tyler, you were about to talk about the Bengals beating the beating the Steelers. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Although you know it's a uh, although it's a um, uh, a d in division game like a rivalry game, so those games are always going to be uh, kind of up up in the air, more likely to be upsets, just like the Chargers and the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Steelers. Traditionally, this is a physical. Matchup. No, that's a that's a backyard brawl usually. This is a big one. So for the Bengals to go in there as a young team, it's got to be. I didn't look it up, but it's got to be Joe Burrow's first win over the Steelers. Yeah, because he didn't play them last year. Yeah, so uh, so huge. I mean, huge surprise right there. I would never pick this Bengals team to beat the Steelers. So that's interesting. So this is now the fourth or the third biggest surprise and biggest letdown we've done. We did not talk about what we were going to have for our biggest surprise or biggest letdown coming into this. The Steelers are my biggest letdown. Well, the biggest letdown's got to be the fucking Seahawks. Oh, okay. Well, even... we'll get to the we'll get to your Seahawks in a minute, but yeah, because letdown to me is like, I mean, for it's, I mean, from the Steelers' point of view, you you're letting it down. Well, yeah, sure. they lost their second consecutive home game last week to the Raiders after Oakland was able to mount a comeback. And then this weekend, they lose to their division rival, the Bengals, where Cincinnati led the game the entire way. It was Pittsburgh's first game without a sack since 2016. They had a 75-game streak crazy. with at least one sack. That's wild. Snapped. I mean, that's a big accomplishment for the Bengals. I, well, Pittsburgh's defense was shorthanded. They were missing a few starters. T.J. Watt was one of those starters that was missing. But, I mean... 75 games, though. Steelers have missed players before. Yeah, and exactly. And they got it done still. Exactly. But I'm more let down in the in the Steelers' offense. Big Big Ben looked like the end is near. And he was tripping over his own feet. Like, it was bad. It's been it's been, it's been been a tough – I mean, man, it's been, it feels like this is the third season that we've, like, talked about Big Ben. And physically, it just doesn't look like he's there, although he still can, you know, 
it's just one of those things where he could go a month looking terrible and then all of a sudden he's just gonna start lighting it up yeah i mean i think we we've probably just been buying into the name brand value of the steelers but they realist realistically look like the worst team in the afc north which is uh which is you know that's I, big I, I, they, and they just lost to the Bengals, but I mean, I, I can I can get that the Raven the Ravens and the Browns definitely ain't waiting for them. No, they are miles ahead of the Steelers they're, right now. They're ready to roll. But yeah, I mean, Seahawks got to be my biggest. Got to be. <laughs> they're they're going to continue down, to be man. your biggest letdown every week they lose. Not no no not really. You know, not until I, I, th- not until I think it- there's certain losses that aren't letdowns. Like that was just horrible. I no, mean, this is this is this another is two, letdown. Two weeks in a row where we second have, half comebacks. Second half comebacks, and God, our our defense just looked awful. They 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 moved the chains at will. I mean, that's all I could. That's all I watched was first down Minnesota, first down Minnesota, first down Minnesota. That's that's the whole without was, Dalvin Cook. That was the whole game. It was embarrassing. I mean, they we guarded nobody. We made Kirk Cousins look elite. The the defense has got to got to dig in and, and figure out what they're going to do. You like that? What? That, that was the Kirk Cousins thing. You like that? No, God, <laughs> I hate Kirk Cousins. I hate the Vikings. I don't hate Kirk Cousins. I don't like Kirk Cousins, but hate's a strong word, I guess. You hate the Vikings, though. I hate the Vikings for sure, and they're just not as good of a football team as we are. Our offense is elite. Our offense should be carrying us. You know, we should be two and one three and out right now with with our offense even if our defense is playing bad but our defense is playing so bad that it's losing us football games yeah so all right you were shocked by the the 75 game uh one sack uh streak by the Steelers let me shock you with another stat per NFL research this is the first time since week 12 in the year 2000 that the Kansas City Chiefs, Seattle Seahawks, Pittsburgh Steelers, and New England Patriots all have a losing record at the same time. Damn. That's almost 21 uh, years. Uh, were, the Patriots and the Steelers, they had to be so much of that. <laughs> you know, the Patriots and the Steelers have been good forever. Yeah. You know, I know the Seahawks have had a winning record the last 10 years, but since 2000, that's wild. That's first time stretch. first time since week 12 of and then who 2000 was, who was the fourth team the kansas city chiefs the seahawks the steelers and the patriots oh, yeah because i mean between the steelers and the patriots it had to be rare well i mean the chiefs chiefs had years with priest holmes and no the chiefs and chiefs, all of that. chiefs and the seahawks have been competitive my whole life yeah both both teams but those other two i mean are the, well the other two are staples in in the they're league the, they're the yeah they're the top of the mountain franchises yeah so I just I just had to throw that stat no, out there. That's crazy. Two thousand. Yeah. So I mean, listen. I heard the seventy the seventy five game streak with one snap or one sack and this uh, week twelve uh, stat both on the Pat McAfee show. So hey, they're helping me out here. He's yeah. It's a great show. <laughs> they're incredible. Entertainment at its finest. They live. He, His energy is just unreal. Yeah. Pat, Pat says it all the time. They live the dumbest life of all time, and it's so true. Hey, that's not bad. No. But all right. So he's a pro football player. I don't think it was so dumb. No. For the brand. Yep. All right. That was our biggest surprises and biggest letdowns for week three. Tyler, let's move on now to our picks of the week for week four. How'd you do last week in your picks? 
I went five and four. It's been tough. All right, I went six and three. It's been tough. All right, what's your what's your overall record now? Thirteen and eleven. Bingo. We are all tied up, baby. I'm thirteen we're, and eleven. We're back to it. Yes, we are all tied up now. So we got nine games on the slate here this week. I think we'll we'll probably be in in unison for for a lot of these. Uh, but hey, we'll see. That's that's why we make the picks. Uh, but let's start with Thursday night football coming up here tomorrow night. Uh, if you listen to this uh, here on Wednesday after it gets posted, or uh, later on tonight if you're listening here on Thursday morning, uh, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars still winless at 0 and 3. They're going up to Cincinnati to take on the 2 and 1 Bengals. We kind of were talking about the Bengals uh, a little bit more more the Steelers, but the, the Bengals they've looked pretty good to start the season. They got an impressive win over the Steelers on Sunday. I think they're going to be able to take that momentum into the short week and win at home against the winless Jaguars. They will be without T. Higgins, but Joe Burrow will still have Jamar Chase out there. He had a spectacular fingertips uh, grab uh, yeah, for a touchdown. Yeah. That was insane. He's legit. He's going to be good. I, I I think next year he's going to be a really, really good football player. These rookie, you know, rookie wideouts, rookie tight ends, running backs. Um, it's 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 easy to contribute as a rookie, but you really take big steps as a sophomore and see who's going to be the the superstar. And I think this Jamar Chase kid is on his way. Yeah, and I mean, it's 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 tough for the Jaguars to go up against the Bengals coming off a win like they they got against the Steelers. But Trevor Lawrence, he's definitely shown some flashes. Um, I think I just, this this is a great opportunity for Jacksonville to get a win because of how much energy they exerted against Pittsburgh. I literally and then, and then have a quick turnaround like that. I mean that there's something to that for sure. No, I mean I literally have in my notes if there's any game they could win this year, this is definitely one they could steal from Cincinnati. I just I don't think it happens just because I think Jacksonville still has so much to figure out with a rookie quarterback, a first-year head coach. There's still all the rumors of Urban Meyer going to SC. It's just it's, not happening. I don't believe it in the slightest. He's got he's got a great opportunity. I mean, No, I don't think he goes got, to SC, but there's just still so much yeah, noise he's surrounding look, he's him. He's looking at he could be he could be the next, you know, Pete Carroll, John Gruden as far as like getting his own franchise and basically being handed the wheel of the car. Yeah, but apparently he's already telling coaches that uh, it's uh, it's like playing Alabama every week in the NFL. So it's like, no shit, it's like playing Alabama, but it's Alabama on steroids. It's the NFL. Yeah, it's all Alabama's best players. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to pick Cincinnati, but I don't feel good about it. <laughs> the, Jacksonville just doesn't have anything going. I mean, I wish that they... I wish Urban Meyer liked James Robinson a little more. He's yeah. just not letting him off the off the leash very well, much. Well, losing ETN Trevor, to start the year really set them back. That that was a shitty loss. And and Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza, Jesus. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is gonna be okay. Shout out my guy Ariza. Trevor Lawrence is gonna be okay. He's having the season he needs to have. Yeah, no, he's every good. great every great quarterback, you know. I'm I shouldn't I should never say everyone, but a lot of these great quarterbacks had very shitty rookie years. And most notably, let's go with Peyton Manning. I, that was the first one that came to mind. You know, he set the record for most – I think he threw 28 interceptions his rookie year at, in, like, 27 touchdowns. You know, but he did what he needed to do, which was throw a lot, learn a lot, take your lumps, and and get better for it. 
and I believe that Trevor Lawrence is a guy that's going to get better for this. He's going to throw a bunch of interceptions this year. I mean, his interceptions are going to be in the 20s. Yeah. That's going to – and he'll probably throw one he, – he might throw one every single game. Well, because he's taking but, chances that he thinks he can get that he was getting in college, but, but it's he's got yeah, to realize this I'm, is the NFL. I'm okay with it. We've got our coach that's going to be here for a while, and we've got our quarterback that's going to be here for a while. We just got – now we just got to, like, start sharpening the edges and and figure out what, what we like with these Jacksonville players and what, where we're going to move forward. Uh, from there so it's gonna be a long season for jacksonville it's gonna be tough for them to get a get a dub especially because i'm picking cincinnati to win this game yeah so i'm on cincinnati as well but but definitely I, not a game that's gonna be a big surprise really, no either and, way i mean listen it this is a thursday night game for a reason i'm not expecting any fireworks from this game no no not at all it's gonna be ugly oh, hopefully it's like a burrow night you know, it's like a, well, we could get a shootout with Burrow versus Lawrence. These, yeah, these are two yeah. of the most talked about quarterback well, prospects of the last five years. All right, it's the last two number one draft picks. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a dope matchup. It's a cool matchup for young quarterbacks. And it and if and for a Thursday night game, best case scenario would be just like let's it's like Joe Burrow passes for four hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns. You know, like let's get a glimpse into the future yeah. and see what we're gonna see for the next ten years with these guys. Yeah, totally. So, all right, moving on, we got the 3-0 and Carolina Panthers, who are also not in your TSK Show Power Rankings, Tyler. Yep. They're going to Dallas to take on the 2-1 and Cowboys. The Cowboys, after nearly beating the Bucks on opening night, Dallas, they, they've won two straight and coming off a dominant 20-point win on Monday Night Football, 41-21 to over the Eagles. Carolina, they're coming off an expected win against the Texans, on Thursday night, we were recording during that game. We were kind of talking about it live as it was happening. Um, but they've gotten off to a surprising 3-0 and start to opening the season. Uh, Sam Darnold, he's looked great to start the year. But I just think the Panthers, they've benefited from an easy schedule. They're going to be without Christian McCaffrey for a couple of weeks after injuring his hamstring on Thursday night football. Uh, so I think the Cowboys win this game. Aside from the strip sack that the offensive line gave up early in the first quarter on Monday, and obviously they had, they gave up three other sacks in the game, but, I mean, other than that, the offense looked okay. Dak really spread the ball around, throwing three touchdowns. Uh, Zeke had two rushing touchdowns of his own, but really the story for Dallas in that Monday night game was the defense. Dan, Dan Quinn had those boys humming. Dallas was one of the, one of the teams in the mix. For the power rankings okay yeah, i mean i think they've put together three really good performances this year yeah, definitely no. and and their dallas is just a team now that i can't judge them until i see them i can't go off of what's on a piece of paper because they look so good on a piece of paper every year and and i think they're going to be this elite football team that they just either injuries or they don't put it quite together. They already uh, lost to Marcus Lawrence, but look at what this defense has done. Trayvon Diggs looks like a superstar getting a pick six, and Micah Parsons, we th we thought he's going to be defensive rookie. Of, I thought uh, defensive Pearson. No, Micah Parsons. Was I, did I keep saying Pearson? Yes. So we're confirmed that it's Parsons? Yeah. We're going to get this. We're going to be <laughs> We're going to be all right. We're going to be okay. No, but he, he's been balling out in Lawrence's absence. They moved him. They that's to smart. a different position. It's smart. They they were loaded in that linebacker position. They're stacked in their front seven in general. They have a really, really good front seven. They have Jalen Smith. They have Leighton Vander Esch. You know, those yeah. are those are kind of like, you know, run around tackling linebackers, which is similar to Parsons. Yes. Bingo. 
Bingo. <laughs> uh, so to be able to get all three of those guys on the field is a huge, a uh, uh, huge upgrade for them. Doubt. I mean, they still. I like their their line is still pretty good. They they've got Tyron Smith and Lel Collins out there playing. Zeke would look uh, great. Well, Lel Collins is not out there playing. He he's got not, suspended for bribing the the drug tester. Or who who, uh, who am I thinking of? Did he just get suspended? Yeah, like within the last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they did have a good, their offensive line was <laughs> like the names were still there. For he he the wasn't out there on Monday. Um, but the Dallas, I mean, I got to pick them against Carolina. This is a classic example of like why I couldn't put Carolina in the top in exactly the top ten because I don't think they could beat the Cowboys. No, I don't. I don't really believe in them as a three and zero undefeated team. Like I said, I, I think they've really benefited from an easy schedule to start. Yeah, and I mean, like like we said earlier, it's the NFL. You, every week you got to play an NFL team, and and three and zero is a great start. But are are we sold? Is it is it halfway through the season? No, I mean, and McCaffrey's you, out. You've done what you should do. You know, you beat teams that where you were kind of like on their level. Yeah. So all right, we're we're both on Dallas for that game. Uh, the next game we got is the Kansas City Chiefs going to Philly to take on the Eagles. Both teams coming off a loss, obviously. Both teams are 1-2. and two. Uh, Kansas City coming off the six-point loss to the Chargers. Obviously, we just talked about the Cowboys beating the Eagles 41-21 to 21 on Monday Night Football. Um, I think Kansas City is going to be out for blood against the Eagles, and it's, I think, the perfect opportunity for them to bounce back. Jalen Hurts did show some flashes of promise out there on Monday Night Football. Um, but I just think Philly's in this transition period to where having to face the Kansas City Chiefs when they're coming off a loss the way they lost, that's not a good sign for Philly. I know it's at home and they, they got those crazy Philly fans on their side, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come in and dominate. I think Philly is really, really like missing some veteran leadership. Like, man, it would just be nice if they had somebody in that locker room that could kind of wrangle the Miles Sanders and the Devontae Smiths and the Jalen Riegers and the Jalen Hurts is like, man, they, they just need like a, they need a leader. It it seems like they're, they're a good young dynamic football team, but they need to be molded into something. They're so raw. Yeah. I mean, these dudes are football players, but it's just, it, it's not, it's not dialed in quite yet. You know, they're, it's not like they're clicking. So they're going to continue to struggle for a little bit. I could see them I could see them progressing either way. Like I could see their season going in a more positive direction where they win some games and they get up there in the eight nine win bracket. And no, I, I don't and think I the, could see them going four and thirteen. You know? I don't yeah, I don't think this I don't think if they lose to Kansas City on Sunday that it defines their season. No, no, not at all. Kansas Kansas City is gonna win. Better football team. Yeah. It's it's they're coming off of a couple bad performances, so Kansas City is going to be tuned, ready to go and, and get this dub. And it's also an Andy Reid. The Andy Reid revenge game, yeah. Andy, Andy Reid revenge game. Yeah. Now, I will say, personally, I'm not really looking forward to this game at all because I am a Miles Sanders fantasy football owner. And with how much Philly abandoned the run game on Monday Night Football, they're going to have to try and keep up with Kansas City on offense. I don't think they're going to be running the ball much again on Sunday against the Chiefs, 
Nick Sirianni, their coach, came out and said, maybe I shouldn't have abandoned the run so much on Monday Night Football, so maybe he does use the run game a little bit more, but they're going to have to put up points to keep up with Kansas City, and that's not really how you do it do it with the run game yeah yeah you're you're really gonna be hoping on miles sanders being involved in the passing game and the goal line yeah definitely now kansas city on the other hand they've had to deal with some fumble issues with tyreek hill losing a fumble and clyde edwards hilaire losing a fumble against the chargers clyde edwards hilaire already has two fumbles on the season so they definitely got to take care of the ball but i i, I still think they bounce back and, and win this game yeah i i i agree so, all right, moving on. We got the Baltimore Ravens coming in at 2-1. and one. They're going to the Mile High City to take on the undefeated Denver Broncos. Now, before we talk about this game, Tyler, we have to talk about the one and only Justin Mother Tucker hitting the NFL record 66-yard field goal to win on the road against the against the Lions. Yeah. Got the help with the doink off the crossbar, but he got it in there and yeah. set the NFL record. 66 yards. Monster kick. Unbelievable. It's, it's right that it's him, though. You know, he should he should on the record. He's the best ever. He's the best I've ever seen. He's I'm, not better than Adam Vinatieri, Tyler. Hey, I think he is. He's a better kicker. He hasn't been. Adam Vinatieri is the all-time leading points scorer. Adam in Vinatieri the, in the is the most clutch player. Okay, Adam Vinatieri can have the most clutch kicker ever. Sebastian Janikowski was the most gifted kicker I've wow. ever seen. The Polish hammer. Uh, I've never seen anything like Sebastian Janikowski, but Justin Tucker is the best overall kicker I've ever seen in the NFL and got to be the best kicker in, in my lifetime over Vinatieri. Vinatieri is purely off of, like, you know, his ga like game winners. Well, Vinatieri could hit some deep bombs, too. No, for sure. I mean, he wasn't. He was definitely not a slouch, but I feel like Justin Tucker, accurate, just the most accurate field goal kicker there ever was, you know, and, and a gamer. At I don't this, know. I, I think Adam He hasn't Vin been given the same. I mean, Adam Vinatieri, what kicker gets an opportunity to win Super Bowls three, three out of four years? I mean, he you kicked know? till he was, like, 40. But what I'm saying is, like, he was on that – when his his young early 2000 years with the Patriots is what kind of set him up. Well, and then he got with career. Peyton. And it was just like, yo, I mean, the dude was set up to win Super Bowls. If he makes these kicks, he's a legend. You know, I think Justin Tucker hits all of those kicks. I'll just, I'll just say that for now, Vinatieri, since he's retired and Justin Tucker is still active, that the jury is still out. The jury is always still out. <laughs> there, there's no there's no definites for sure but no i mean it was it was incredible he's a to weapon see that kick. he's a weapon for sure he is a weapon them for them but all right so ravens and broncos the broncos they're three and oh i just i think they're very similar to the panthers to where they've benefited from an easy schedule they're not really a for real three and oh undefeated team um but I will say the choice of going with Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke was clearly the right choice. He has looked spectacular for them. I just think the Ravens win this game. I think they're the better team. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North right now. Um, you may not think so because you have the Browns higher in the TSK Show Power Rankings, uh, but I just think after all of the adversity that they've faced with the injuries and how they've won the games that they've won, I think they're the best team in the AFC North right now. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I, 
I don't really believe in in the Broncos the same way I don't really believe in the Carolina yeah, Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. They're they're. This is not a real like three and zero. Yeah, it's not a or it's a real three and zero, but it's not a it's not a, like a, a contender team. three and zero. Yeah, it's not a contender three and zero. It's like you won those three games out of out of a long season and that's and they've a, done it great, without jerry judy who who's on ir which has been uh, phenomenal for them to do um but it's super happy for teddy definitely like definitely glad that he's getting this opportunity to show once again that he's a capable player i mean he he's he's now done this in four different franchises you know immediately make these teams better so i'm happy for teddy to get to get another opportunity but Baltimore is going to come in and win this game. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, moving on, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off back-to-back losses. They are one and two. They are traveling to Green Bay to take on the two and one Pittsburgh Steelers, who this are on a two-game winning streak. This is a pretty cool matchup. Two this, historic this franchises. Yeah, this is a Super Bowl type matchup. You know, this is Super Bowl featuring the Steelers and the Packers. I mean, that sounds right. You know, these are storied franchises yeah. to the best teams of our lifetime. Yeah. Easy. I, I just knew, though, when the 49ers left 37 seconds left on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. Everyone to- did. Did you see the little slideshow ESPN put together of no. fans? They put oh, to- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I saw a couple of clips on I think it social was, media. I, th- I don't think it was ESPN's account. I think it was the NFL on ESPN, maybe, or something like that. Okay. But they posted all these different Green Bay fans in Dallas territory. Yep. And Dallas people are celebrating. All of them say, like, they think it's over. Or yeah, they left too much time on the clock. Or That was from a know, game a couple of years ago. Like, and then they, the same thing they happened. They scored with 37 seconds left. Like, LOL, you know. Yeah. Uh, just class, class. I mean, that's that's the confidence people have in Rodgers. They always think that if there's, if there's ticks left, he's got a shot at doing it. Definitely. And then, I mean... Justin Tucker, we just talked about making the brand proud. Mason Crosby made the brand proud. I'm not sure how Devontae Adams was back out on the field less than a minute after that hit, but I mean. People people in my Blue Dog chat were like, did he just die? It looked like it. You know, it was crazy. But crazy. he apparently, um, I, I'm pretty sure Rogers said, or it might have, I might have seen it on social media, or Rogers said it on Pat McAfee's show. I can't remember which, but. Um, Apparently, Devontae didn't get hit in the head. Apparently, it was more his chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's and you know that's that will look like worse. Well, and you what, know, like a, like getting the wind knocked out of you, it might look like you're dying. Yeah, and what Rogers did say on Pat McAfee's show is one of the things that quarterbacks always fear is laying your guy out like that. Yeah, of course. And so he was he was happy to see Devontae out there, but he too was also shocked at like how the hell are you out here right now. I threw I threw a pass in the flats. My first game, my junior year. Uh-oh, story high school, time. Threw a pass in the flats, and my running back turns and gets hit so hard <laughs> that he was – this is like third – maybe like the third, fourth play of the game, and he doesn't play for the rest of the – doesn't play for the rest of the game. Oh, no. And not only that, like to double down on that injury, I was his backup on defense because they don't like let the starting right, right, right. quarterback start on defense. So I then had to play both ways for the rest of the game. So, <laughs> and of course the other team knows I'm the quarterback, so I'm just, just being isolated. You. I'm it's ISO, ISO, ISO. Uh, so I really added insult to injury there. It was a, it was a rough night for you. It was. It was. I Do you remember bad. if you won the game or not? We didn't. No, oh. it was a good game though. It was like a shootout against a good football team. Uh, 
John Kitna's former high school. Oh, there you go. Okay. But uh but no, I, for the brand. I, I can picture I can picture throwing this ball out the flats and knowing right away this kid's just kid, and this was like the kid that got injured was like arguably our best player. So my bad, Jacob Haynes. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I mean this Packers Steelers matchup, it's it looks good on paper, but we've already kind of talked about how disappointed we're in with the Steelers. Uh, so I don't really think the Steelers stand a chance against the Packers this weekend. Um, this is just this is the this game is set up so much similar to that Buffalo game. You know, Buffalo's only loss. It's like if you were to take a piece of paper and be like, "What teams do you think can travel to Green Bay, play at Lambeau, and get a dub?" Steelers got to be on that list. Yeah, just because you know they're a tough, gritty football team. I'm gonna go with the Packers at home. But I, I do think that this is kind of, and I went with Buffalo at home. Well, I mean, I definitely think this but, is a trap. But game. this is a trip. This is yeah. This is not like Pittsburgh. This is one of those things where Pittsburgh does not see this as the rest of the world sees it. They don't not at a, all. They don't give a fuck about Lambeau Field. They don't care about the Packers. They don't care about Aaron Rodgers. They're the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got more Super Bowl rings than anybody, right? Or no, the Patriots passed Patriots. them up. Yeah. There, but there's no no they tied him yeah they're tied Brady passed him up yeah but there's no way Mike Tomlin has his team believing anything other than they're gonna win this game so this is gonna be this this is gonna be a really good football game and I I definitely can see Pittsburgh going in there and handing handing an L to to Green Bay making their ranking even more confusing <laughs> but I I'm gonna I'm going to officially roll with the Packers because I think they're the better football team right now and they're on the upswing on their fu tour yeah the, so, la the last dance has started yep so all right sunday night football this is the one and then we got a th this is the peak of the mountain as far as our episode goes yes well i don't know about that because nah, uh, yeah, this is it this is the matchup of a lifetime uh well i got this, something i got something coming for you in a little bit so the, it, it might not be the peak of the mountain quite yet but we're, we're definitely getting there Sunday night football, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at two and one going up to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots, who are one and two. It is the return of Tom Brady to New England. And I know Tom Brady said this isn't a time to reminisce, but I can't imagine it not being an emotional scene there on Sunday night for Brady's first trip back to New England. And I can't think of a better scenario than both the Patriots and Buccaneers coming off a loss coming into this game to where Tom Brady's coming off a loss, Bill Belichick's coming off a loss. Now they got to face each other, and one of them's got to lose this game. I'm so ready for this game, yeah, Tyler. One, one, one of them's got to lose. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be so epic, and it's truly just. I don't care. This this is a rare sense where I don't care how good either football team is. Both teams have the equal chance of winning. Yeah, the Patriots, they lost to the Saints in Foxborough over the weekend, 28-13, to 13, in a game where the Saints defense had their way with Mac Jones. Um, I'm not sure if there were any bounties placed on Mac Jones. I'm, I'm not going to speculate any of that. <laughs> but if there were, some guys definitely got paid because he was pressured 19 times, sacked twice, he threw three interceptions, one of which was a pick six to Malcolm Jenkins. Um, Brady, and, Brady and the Bucks, they're coming off the 34-24 to 24 loss to the Rams in Brady's first game in L.A. The Bucks, we kind of talked about it with them signing Richard Sherman. 
They're dealing with a bunch of injuries in the secondary that the Rams definitely exploited. Um, so I definitely think Richard Sherman's addition to the team will help. Whether he makes an impact on the field immediately, we kind of talked about that already. We're not sure, but he definitely will make an impact on the locker room. And and with those players, he will resonate uh, with his, his impact and the energy he will bring. Um, I saw a stat during the Rams game, Tyler, about the Bucks. Compared to the Rams, who lost seven assistant coaches this offseason, the Bucks returned all 22 starters, all 11 on offense and all 11 on defense, and they lost zero assistant coaches. That's hard to do in the NFL these no, days. No, no, it's, it's damn near impossible. It's all because of Tom Brady. I mean, everybody's just trying to get a piece of this legacy. You want to be a part of, part of it because it's the greatest legacy we've ever seen in in pro football yeah and i mean the rams lost so, most all, notably brandon yeah. staley who's who's now the head coach of the chargers these coaches they don't want to leave these players don't want to leave because tom's still there yeah so i mean i i got the the buccaneers winning this game on the road i think they're the better team um but bill belichick i, I can never count him out he's gonna have some tricks up his sleeve it's he knows be, tom like the back of his hand it's gonna be an awkward it's gonna be an awkward moment before the game it's gonna be do they even shake hands is it, is it gonna be like shaq and kobe it's where, gonna be crazy it's gonna be like shaq and kobe for sure I, I think that's exactly what it's gonna be like it's gonna be awkward they're gonna be professional they're gonna do what they should do they'll keep it cordial they'll shake hands they may have a little maybe a little emotion but this is going to be, I want to fucking beat this guy. I saw a funny meme on Twitter where it was the picture of Andrew Bynum and Shaq from that first game when Shaq was back in L.A. when they had that whole back and forth yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 which was great. And it was literally just uh, Tom Brady and Mac Jones uh, yeah. going up against each other. Yeah, no, it, it's not, though. 824. Hey, shout out Kobe. I see 824 every day. I every swear. day. It's insane. Yeah. I see it constantly. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe. That, that still never will feel eight, real me saying that. 824. Um, I want to pick New England. I really want I really I I really want to go with with Belichick and and beat I just man the You like, can't. How good would I that can't. How good would that feel for Belichick to get that dub? As I really want it to happen. Just because I know Tom's got the ring first, but Bray, like Belichick can get the first they, matchup. McDaniels needs to dial this in. They need to take advantage of this secondary. You know, they've got it. They've got to go after him. And, but, you know, the defense is where my concerns lie, obviously, stopping Tom Brady. But I think the key to the, for the Patriots to win is to keep Tom Brady off the field. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to roll with the Patriots. All right, perfect. So I'm I, gonna I, take some. I can take the lead here with this. I'm gonna then. take some. I want. I want to. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with old old Billy up up north. All right. I, and Foxborough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna roll with that. I'm changing. I'm changing it up. I wonder how much tickets are for that game. A lot. <laughs> There's gonna be Brady jerseys. That's the one thing that's gonna be in there. Hey, hey don't forget Gronk. And how could I forget Gronk? That's going to be a fun game. I hope I hope Tampa Bay doesn't kill him. No, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's either going to be Tampa Bay kills him or it's a close game. No, I, I there's think no it's there's be no a way like New England goes out and blows them blows them out. But I'm going with New England Patriots. Yeah. All right, Monday Night Football. We got an AFC West rivalry matchup. We got the Las Vegas Raiders coming in at three and zero. They're coming here to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers at two and one. 
We got Monday Night Football here in Los Angeles at SoFi. The Chargers, they're coming off their big win against the Chiefs. The Raiders, they're coming off their second dramatic overtime win of the season. This one coming against the Jacoby Brissett-led Dolphins after Tua Tagovailoa was uh, ruled out with a hip injury. I believe they even put him on IR. Um, But while I anticipate Justin Herbert already being a huge factor in this game just because of how well he played against the Chiefs, uh, I think he's poised to have another big game here against the Raiders in primetime on Monday Night Football. But I think the X factor for this game for the Chargers to get the win is going to be Joey Bosa and Derwin James and the defense. Uh, Bosa, he was playing on a bum ankle against the Chiefs, and he was still able to make a really big impact in that game. And so, I mean, the Raiders, they don't have as good of an offensive line as the Chiefs do, so I think the defense for the Chargers is really where they're going to win this game. Um, So I got the Chargers winning at home on Monday Night Football to give the Raiders their first loss, and I think the the defense and Joey Bosa, they're going to make Derek Carr's life hell. This is yeah. This is good. I'm glad this this is a great matchup for for both these teams to be kind of hot in the same division. We'll see. This is a measuring stick matchup. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see where we go. I would really I really want to see the Chargers handle this game, and and and, and take home the dub. The the Raiders, you know, I just there's not a lot I like about the Raiders other than John Gruden and Derek Carr. <laughs> it, it really is just those guys. Henry Ruggs got some promise. Josh Jacobs is is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, obviously they have some, like, Darren Waller, Waller's... Waller, Waller's elite for sure, but it's like, man, all this together, does this really seem like a, a, a scary football team? No, but, man, John Gruden's got those guys believing they can win it all. Yeah. Which is scary, but I'm going to go with the Chargers at home. Monday Night Football. This is Herbert. Uh, you know he could. You always have money. You have all. You know these so-called coming out parties. I think it's like multiple coming out parties. Typically, you have over a career, and this one's going to be in national television. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for this game. Unfortunately, I can't wait to hear Eli and Peyton. Nah, that's where I was going. Unfortunately, they're taking a three-week break. They're not going to be back until week seven. That's good. Figure it out. Regroup clean it up a little bit yes come back with a better product they did have braun on though that was pretty cool yeah that is dope i missed that yeah they had braun on uh for uh dallas and philly on monday oh nice yeah because he's a big cowboys fan i uh, i mean he's a fan of whatever team is winning i think he's a fan of whoever gives him the jersey yep i mean i've seen him in a yankees hat i've seen him in an indians jersey i've seen him in a cowboys he said he that, was at the rams game on sunday he said that Pete carroll and Jerry Jones, but Beaker on Jerry Jones uh, offered him contracts when the NBA was locked out. He's got a he's got that Cowboys contract framed, I, I believe, somewhere. That's, that's sick. Yeah. So all right, now uh, we move on to the hometown matchups. First, uh, well, really, it's an all division affair uh, this weekend, Tyler. We got the Seahawks and 49ers playing against each other, and then the Cardinals and the Rams playing against each other. We'll start with the Seahawks and 49ers. The Seahawks, they're one and two. The 49ers, they're two and one. Seahawks coming off a disappointing second consecutive second half collapse, losing to the Vikings on the road. The 49ers, they're coming off their crushing loss to the Packers, where they were in the game the entire time. They were yep. able to come back yep. and give Green Bay a real run for their money. They're another team like Dallas that I think was in the mix and, and just didn't quite make the cut. Yeah, and I mean they just they put together some good performances this year. They they didn't really play to win that game. They they just left too much time on the clock 
for Aaron Rodgers, and and we talked about that. No, no time is is too too little amount of time for Aaron Rodgers. No, and so I mean, I just I really don't believe in the 49ers still. I think that I wasn't alone in questioning some of the decisions Jimmy Garoppolo made in that game against the Packers, and I know they have a whole a lot of holes as well, especially on um uh the Seahawks. Excuse me. I know they still have a lot of holes as well. Uh, as a team, especially on defense, but I think the Seahawks find their stride here against against the 49ers, or at yeah. least I hope they do. I can't watch them lose this game. <laughs> It'll be brutal for you. Between between the Seahawks and the fucking what do we start? What do we between the Seahawks fantasy football yeah. and and UFC? I I almost stopped watching sports altogether. I it was a bad hung, weekend for you. I just almost hung it up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm done caring about things. The problem was, and and real quick to bring up the UFC, I texted you in the middle of the fight, and I said, "How's Nick looking?" And you were like, "Like the fucking baddest man on the earth." And then I found out he lost, and I just decided not to text you. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> So, all right. I mean, I got the Seahawks winning. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah, need yeah. to bounce got, back. Got got to be the Niners. Niners. I, like, I don't believe I, I think, in them. I think I, I think that the I think that the Packers are like my favorite team for the Seahawks to play because of the like dramatic like nature of all those games. But the Niners are our rivals. Definitely. I think that's the team that I hate the most. Like I hate as far as a Seahawk fan. I hate the Niners. Like I I can't I I hate seeing them win games. So. Seattle's got to come out there and and just you got to get some third downs. You got to force some punts. You got to play some. You've got to like control the field on the defensive end a little bit. The offense is there. It's there's. I've got zero concerns about the offense. Chris Carson's getting some nice holes to run through. DK and Tyler are arguably the like the best duo in the NFL. Russ is obviously not the issue the we just can't stop anybody we're we're a soft defense it's, it's giving up chunk plays and, and points in the second half and that is just a recipe for disaster so uh i, I i'm looking for us to get a bounce back win against the san francisco team that you know i'm not i don't like their offense that's always been kind of my that's, my knock that's exactly on, why i don't believe in them that's always been my knock on them is i just don't like their their offense i don't like their skill players and so if if you know where Seattle's weakness is going to match up against their weakness, I think that that gives us a shot to to be the better football team because our offense is going to be able to score on their defense. Yeah, and and my thing is like I don't think Kyle Shanahan believes in Jimmy Garoppolo, and if I, if I'm thinking the coach doesn't believe in the quarterback, how can I believe in the team? True, and and I don't believe he does. I think he's just trying to get through to the next guy. Exactly. So hopefully, hopefully the Seahawks bounce back. Uh, now. The Rams, they're facing the Cardinals. Yep. This is now two weeks in a row. The Rams find themselves facing another undefeated team. The Cardinals, they well, are. Techni- technically, it would be three weeks in a row. Because your first game is against an undefeated team, always. Uh, okay. All right. But they're the Bears. I'm, just, the say- Bears. I'm just saying, you, you, haven't, you haven't played a football team that's got a loss yet. You're right. You're right. You haven't. It hasn't happened. Technically we're, speaking, you are we're, right. We're only three weeks in, but I'm like, th- th- I'm ready. Yeah. So I'm all right, hear it. the the Cardinals, they're a really good team. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, 
Chase Edmonds, James Conner, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Buda Baker. I can yeah. keep going. The Rams, like they're going to have their work cut out for them once yeah. again with first yeah. place in the division on the line. And and, and Arizona is ready. To, they're, they're, I think that they're one of those teams that's sick about hearing about the Rams. No, they're knocking on the they're door. They're sick about hearing about the Seahawks. They're sick of hearing about the Niners. They have been the seller of the league for a long time now. Yeah, definitely. Now, the Rams, they did the their— seller of the division Yeah, for a long time. The Rams, they did their thing against the Buccaneers, taking care of business 34-24. to Like I said, spoiling Tom Brady's first game ever in L.A. Tom did rush one touchdown in, in on his own, and he did have only one throwing touchdown, but the Rams' defense gave up 432 yards uh, in the air from Tom Brady. He completed 41 of 55 passes, uh, but that just wasn't enough. The Rams' offense early on, they uh, they looked a little shaky. They they still looked like they were working some things out. They missed a couple of opportunities early, but Matthew Stafford settled down and then put on a vintage Matthew Stafford performance, completing 27 of 38 passes, throwing for 343 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. We finally saw the Deshaun Jackson package yep, when we yep. were not expecting to. We, yep. we literally it's said all, on the show we a, weren't expecting to see it against the Buccaneers. That's but. always what it is. You never know when you're going to get that Deshaun Jackson game. We thought we were going to see it week one because that's usually when they, they like to pop it off. But DJX ready to go, and, they, and he missed one because they, he missed two in the first half because Stafford got hit on that one. Where well, he underthrew he underthrew him on one, and then he got hit on the other. The one where the ball drops like right before him. Yeah, and, and, and Deshaun's looking around like, "What happened?" You know, yeah. Like, you know, Stafford wasn't able to finish that throw. Yeah, but Stafford ends up hitting DJX for a 75-yard touchdown early in the third quarter to really break the game open for the Rams. The Rams were up at the half 14 to seven after the Buccaneers missed that uh, field goal to end the half. And Sean Payton was fired up. He was screaming that the TV camera caught him. He he said after, I guess that that was probably the most like fired up he'd been in a game. Um, we saw when he, when Deshaun Jackson hit the touchdown, uh, Sean McVay met him at like the tunnel. He sprinted down the line he looked like he was running like a four six or something. He, he's a fan. Yeah, he he was loving it. Um, but the defense for the Rams, aside from a few blown coverages, they played really well. Um, I mean, when you got Jalen Ramsey and and Aaron Donald on the same defense, they're gonna they're gonna put a lot of pressure on on any offense. And they they showed why they're one of the most feared defenses in the league. So I mean. I, I got to go with the Rams, obviously, in this in this matchup. But once again, I am nervous heading into this game, just as nervous as I was heading into the Buccaneers game. Um, but uh, the the Cardinals, they're they're a really good team. The 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 I mean, the work's going to be cut out for the Rams. They they're the ones that are like they, you know, the the Cardinals got nothing to lose. I feel like they're just one of those teams that's going to go a hundred miles an hour. Well, and I think and everyone's expecting see. the Rams to win this game, or yeah, at least they're exactly, going to pick them to exactly. win. Exactly. All the pressure is on the Rams. All For the, sure. All the pressure's on the Rams. Kyler's got his opportunity. Kingsbury's got his opportunity to kind of say, like, I know you're doing your thing, but we're doing our thing too. And and I mean, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of bodies you're going to have to guard out there. Christian Kurt, Rondell Moore. I forgot about those guys. You know, that, see, I, I could. I told you, I could have kept going on that list. That's what I mean. And so, Jalen Ramsey. We're going to get him matched up with D-Hop. It's going to be legendary. 
That's going to be fun to watch. They're competitive. They've been going at it for years because they were in the AFC South together. They're, they're competitive. They're competitive guys. So that's going to be great. I don't. I mean, I don't know who's going to win this football game. It's it's a true pick 'em. It's going to be a fireworks show. I could see either team. You know, I, I don't think it's going to blow, be a blowout. I feel like both teams. No, it's going to be. It's going to be close. I think both teams are going to come in prepared, ready to go, and I could see it being a close win either. Well, way. and and Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury, they have very similar offensive philosophies. They're actually close personal friends. They they actually like know each other and like each other outside of coaching. Um, I was talking about the this matchup, uh, the Cardinals versus the Rams with uh, my producer Ray who I work with uh, at the radio station, he was saying how this is the game of the week. And I was saying, well, it's probably New England and Tampa Bay with it being Sunday night football and it being Brady's return. But depending on how this game goes, this could steal the shine of that game. It could steal the shine because it could be like, it could just be prolific. I mean, yeah. we, could, we could see. We could see Chiefs Rams 2.0. Absolutely. That's exactly where I was about to go. We could see a Chiefs Rams scenario. And that was Monday night football, right? Yes, it was. So you know this could be this could be big time fireworks. We could see forty fifty points on the board, for sure. Well, speaking of fireworks, Tyler, I said we you thought we had reached the peak talking about that game, but I have an announcement to make. Did did the Mariners win? No, I will be in attendance at SoFi Stadium for the Rams versus the Cardinals game for my first NFL game ever. I've been waiting all night to tell you. I found out literally like an hour before we started recording, and I I almost spilled the beans like twice to you before we started recording, and I wanted to wait. I thought you were going to announce the Mariners have made the playoffs or something. No, no, no. I've I've been waiting to tell you this. Yeah, Uh, that's going to be lit. That's a good one to go to. Yes, I got to shout out my guys Ben Sugarman and Corey Holbert for inviting me to the game. They got some season tickets. They happened to have an extra one this week and said, hey, you got any plans on Sunday? And I said, uh, yeah, I'll be on my couch watching football. And they were like, "Yeah, well, uh, like hey, there. how would you like to be at the Rams-Cardinals game? And I said, you don't got to tell me twice. No, they, that's going to be so sick. I mean, as a fr- fr- I mean, first of all, NFL games are, are a different, you know, atmosphere, just like all pro sports are. yeah. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, and you're seeing something like in the in the moment. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, and I mean it's it's my first NFL game ever. I didn't want to go to any of the Rams games at the Coliseum before SoFi Stadium was built. I wanted to wait until the new stadium was built, uh, just so I could get really the full experience uh, of what the team was wanting when they moved to LA. So I've i'm fucking stoked no i mean that's gonna be it's gonna be sick i mean it's good that's uh, hopefully hopefully you do see one of those just touchdowns after touchdowns type of type of games yeah i'm i'm so excited man it's fun to watch football in real life i mean obviously you know all pro sports are are great in in real life but you just get such a different appreciation for the speed of the game you know the size of the field and, and i'm the, so the, it's my first time going the, to sofi stadium the, the i'm gra- so excited to see gra- it yeah that i mean the the first time to sofi that's going to be cool like on its own you know um because it's such an amazing venue but you're gonna have fun it's gonna be sick they gotta you're, t- you're gonna be it's it's like you're gonna be in awe for a little bit it's not like I mean it's not like a basketball stadium no you know? it's much this, bigger this is a big house this is this is the big time so uh 
Yeah, man, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, um, I they got a tailgate pass, so we're gonna be out there before the game. Yeah, going ham. Yeah, oh yeah, you're gonna. You're gonna it's gonna be. It's gonna be the full experience. Um, I think I've already committed in my head to getting a Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald jersey at the stadium. So I'm just gonna bite the bullet on that. Yeah, no, I mean, so, if you if, that'd be sick if they have. Uh, that would be sick if they had the number five jerseys out there. They do. Yeah, I, I, yeah I know they for got a fact it. They I mean, do. how you not? Yeah. So and the '99, that's been a tough one to track down for a long time. Yeah, it's always it's just always sold out. Yeah, we'll we'll see though. We'll we'll see what the selection is. Yeah, when I get it's gonna there, gonna be good. Gonna be good. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm excited for that game. Um, I I have to pick the Rams to win, uh, but like I said, I'm I'm nervous as hell for it, and just yep. the anxiety of actually gonna be like there in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. gonna add so much more stress. No, no it will. It, it's. When you see Kyler Murray running around in real life, you're like, fuck, man, this guy can ruin my day. Well, you remember Buda Baker running and, running and tracking down DK. I know, I know all about Buda Baker. Four-time Washington State champion. Hey, now. But, all right, that wraps it up for... He's got a chain with four rings on it. That's pretty tight. Four high school state championships. I think rings. that's what David Ortiz did with his uh, World Series rings. It's a flex, for sure. Definitely. This kid had it in high school. Uh, I wonder who paid for it. Buddha, <laughs> fucking Seahawk players, probably. <laughs> oh, so all right, that wraps it up for football. Th- those are our picks of the week. We will we will update you next week on how we did with those. Uh, but real quick, before we get out of here, we got some hoops to talk about. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt-ass naked. I couldn't believe when we started, or before we started recording, actually, Tyler, when we were we were figuring out uh, some scheduling stuff, that we are just, this episode, two more, and then we will be recapping opening night of the nba yep. with the lakers versus the warriors uh here coming up in in just about three weeks so the nba season is already here and upon us training camp has started um media days across the league happened uh on monday and tuesday and uh, i believe some were scattered and left behind for today even here on wednesday but uh i Quickly, before we get out of here, wanted to to talk about one of the the biggest topics coming out of the the media days from across the league. But there there's been some reported tension between players who are vaccinated and those who are not. Um, there are reportedly forty unvaccinated players in the NBA while the other 90% of the league are vaccinated, according to ESPN. The league has not mandated the vaccine, nor do I think it will, because that needs to be collectively bargained by 
the league and the Players Association, and Kyrie Irving is one of the vice presidents of the NBA Players Association, and Kyrie Irving is very openly not vaccinated. He participated in Nets Media Day via Zoom because he's not allowed at the Brooklyn Nets practice facility because he is not vaccinated per New York's public health mandates. Andrew Wiggins was denied a religious exemption by the NBA to not get the vaccine, and he had to face the press in the Bay Area as he is also in a very similar situation as Kyrie Irving with regards to the access he is allowed to have at the Warriors practice facility and home arena per San Francisco's per San Francisco's public health mandates. Uh, so both of these guys could legitimately miss home games if they choose to remain unvaccinated, which means they will be forfeiting game checks for those games that they missed. And I mean, like I said, those are not the only two guys. There are 40 reported unvaccinated players no, in the league right now. No, but those are the two guys that their home courts are in the two cities in this country that are mandating right vaccination cards. The strictest, but that they're, also, they're the only two that correct. have like a like a mandate. Their home stadiums, they can't go in. Los Angeles will be voting on it next week, I uh, believe, yeah. for for an updated vaccine yeah, mandate yeah, here yeah. in LA. But as of today, I think San Francisco, and New York City are the only. Yes, as of right now, they are the only two. two. But that doesn't just mean Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie Irving will miss home games. That means any unvaccinated player throughout the league cannot play in those in stadiums. those arenas. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, the Lakers, they had their media day yesterday, and a few days before that, it came out that Rob Polinka had said that by the start of the season, the team will be 100% vaccinated. It was definitely a hot topic at Lakers media day. I was watching as much of the coverage as I could. LeBron James finally admitted he was fully vaccinated. Um, Kent Bazemore said he's going to be getting his second dose in a couple of weeks, and Dwight Howard, he didn't even want to talk about if he was vaccinated or not. But if you believe Rob Palinka, I think it's safe to assume that Dwight has been fully vaccinated or will be by the start of the season. But it seems like the start of the NBA season is going to be the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But, you know, I, I think that the NBA is is doing it the right way. You know, you have you have the right to make the choice to take it. You know, every everybody's got the 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 choice to if you want to take the vaccine or not. Um, there, you know, there's a million different opinions on that, but at the end of the day, it's 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 your choice. But the league, you know, when it comes to policy, they have every right to say, hey, okay, you know, it's okay if you don't get unvaccinated, but you're not you're not playing in our league. You're not coming into our stadiums. You're not going to be or or you have to follow certain rules, which they have in place now, social distancing, masks, regular testing. Well, and if you don't play, and if you you know if you don't play due to COVID, you're not getting paid. Right. I think that that's the most fair way you can do it. Like you can be unvaccinated, but it's not going to be easy for you to essentially be a part of this this process because you're going to have so many loops to jump through that you know at the it it'll be it'll be close to if it's worth it or not right or, and you know, i mean it's... Or, or or you'll just be like you'll get you'll get covid you know like because it's so because it's happening at such a high rate at unvaccinated people i mean it's just the odds are you're gonna get you're gonna get the the virus or 
you're gonna slip up with some you know like exposure thing or you know it's just there's too many variables to fuck it up and i think that's the 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 right way to do it with the nba because the players should be vaccinated yeah and i mean the the nba they they came out with their updated health and safety protocols for this upcoming season and and just to just to point out a couple of things that unvaccinated players will have to go through it's i mean they'll be separated from vaccinated players in the locker room They'll be prohibited from dining indoors with vaccinated players. They won't be allowed in the weight room with vaccinated players. They'll be required to remain at their hotel, in their rooms, on the road uh, with some limited exceptions. Uh, But I just, it's very clear that the NBA, and I mean, they're following suit with the NFL because we saw this drama at the start of the NFL season. The NBA is going to make it very... It affects the product. Well, it, it, it affects the product, but the NBA is going to make it very inconvenient for unvaccinated players. And I think that that's the smart way to do it because you can't force them, but what you can do is you can put in a bunch of policy. And and essentially the policy will protect you from someone that's unvaccinated, you know, ruining the product that you have by missing games or getting teams like quarantined. Well, or, and we saw that happen last you know, year with the it's, Lakers it's, on a couple of occasions with Dennis Schroeder missing time multiple times. And we saw times. football teams without coaches and receivers and quarterbacks and yep. shit. So it's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm glad that the NBA put in all these, these protocols and, and these health and safety measures because it's not fair to all the, to all the people that are vaccinated or all the people that can't get vaccinated that, the, you know, that these guys – don't don't want to get the vaccine and they want to participate in the nba yeah and i mean at the end of the day it's Kyrie Irving, i don't know what's going to happen with him i yeah i mean it's he could possibly miss 41 games this year if he decides and, to stay and at that point and at that point what are you doing for the nets you know right. what i mean like that's a detriment you to your team if you can't be there every night what are you doing for us i think that um i saw some some information about carl anthony towns and I really think that that's it. Just I really think that that's the guy they need to talk to. If anybody in the NBA is unvaccinated and they they, they need to talk to, to talk somebody, to they him. need to talk to Carl Anthony Towns. Hundred percent. He's hundred percent. He's been the one that's kind of been his his life's been torn apart by this virus. It affected him personally. He lost his mother. It changed. It changed his body. It changed his mind. Um, it changed his life. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean. It sucks that everyone's not getting vaccinated, you know, and we can just kind of be worryless with this kind of thing. But because there's a percentage of players that are unvaccinated and they're not going to get it, you know, there's going to be COVID complications throughout the year until until like all of that's gone. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things that we constantly have been talking about is COVID being that second opponent that teams are going to have to face. And the healthiest team at the end of the year is realistically going to be the champion and and look what happened with the, with the Suns and Bucks facing off in the finals last year and I know it wasn't necessarily because of covid but Chris Paul got covid towards the end of the season and missed a couple of the playoff games or he might have re- oh he, no he missed uh he missed a game yeah he missed a game because of covid yeah but um that you get what i'm saying where the healthiest team no, at the yeah, end of the year yeah. will be no it's a, it's another at the finish it's line. another factor and um, you know, when you've got a fully vaccinated team, it's a fact, it's a big relief. I think if you've got a full vaccinated squad, then, then there's a lot of things that you don't have to worry about where 
as if if you got one, two, or three guys in that locker room that are unvaccinated, that's a that's an opponent that you're facing. Yeah, as well as as your as the team that you're going to play against. Hundred percent. So, all right, that uh, that just about does it. Tyler, you got a shout out before we get out of here? Yeah, man, got a shout out the two hundred nine legend <laughs> Nick Diaz. He's a, he's a warrior, man. It, it 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 hurts my soul to see this. What happened? I saw it was um, just a TKO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. No one really. It's tough to know what happened. Essentially, what happened was Nick Diaz had six years off, then took a fight uh, on six weeks' notice. He was pushing for a later fight towards the end of the year, and then they like pushed to settle him at this point. I think he fought before he was ready. Which is regard. I mean, this is what the Diaz brothers stay. They yeah, stay no ready. Excuses. They stay ready, so they don't have to get ready. That's that's the whole thing. You know, they're always ready. But uh, he, I mean, essentially he quit, and it's it's hard to watch because this guy would have rather died than quit. But he, there's some something, something wrong with him. I mean, it it was it was like watching Kobe against Utah and say Mamba out. It was like I just watched the end of something. No. Oh. You know what I mean? That's how it felt. I know that he might get one more fight in there, but essentially when it comes to the Diaz brothers and what they've done for the sport of UFC, uh, which has raised the popularity through the roof, especially like Americans. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're the guys. They're the big ticket sellers. After Conor McGregor, it's Diaz that you want to fight. You're going to get paid. Um, and so I just got to take, I got to, I got to soak it all in while, while they're still, they're still around. It's not going to last much longer. Diaz and Nick just seemed like he seemed sad, man. He seemed like the sport took his prime from him. You know, there was a there. It just seemed like they took so much from him. He didn't have that fight, and it's just crazy because the dude's a warrior. These guys are never finished. I mean, he he got knocked down, and and dude dude offered like wanted him to stand back up. Herb Dean, the ref, wants him to stand back up, and he says, "No, I'm good." Oh no! You know that that's how that's how it went down. It was sad. It was it wasn't like a thing where I'm like pissed that he quit or something like that. Some bullshit. It's it's not like that. I feel bad because this guy was, this guy is the reason why you know where Stockton, California is. This guy, why you know 209, why you know the Diaz brothers. He's the one that put on and built this brand, and essentially the sport gave Nate everything. You know he like kind of built. Obviously, he's happy for his bro, but you know Nate Nick is, sacrificed a lot for Nate, Nate to be where he's at. Yeah, well, and the UFC took it too. I mean, a five-year suspension for weed is is yeah. you know when he's thirty-two years old, that's the prime fighting years. You know, so he probably feels like he couldn't. Do, you know, he was pissed that he was fighting. He's pissed that he had to fight Robbie Lawler, someone he already beat. The Diaz brothers hate doing that. Um, so, yeah, I shout out Nick an incredible career and he moved the needle you know what i'm saying like he, he he won't ever get the credit he's deserved but he moved the needle as far as like popularity in the sport of of usc and especially american fans you know that that's it's kind of the crown jewel and he also pushed the needle with money you know just being a part of part of the diaz army um people want to people want to fight those guys because they put on a show yeah definitely so, all right, I'm going to shout out, of course, uh, obviously I got to re-shout out my guys Ben Sugarman and Corey Holbert for inviting me to the Cardinals-Rams game this weekend. And then I'm going to shout out Team USA for winning the Ryder Cup over the weekend. It was their first Ryder Cup win since 2016. The Ryder Cup happens every two years. 
this technically was the 2020 Ryder Cup since that was postponed due to COVID-19. But it's always good to see the United States beat Europe in any sort of sport or competition. So I just had to shout out America one time. So, uh, all right, with that, that wraps up episode 213 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pacholke, I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.